ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Claws to the Wall. We are back on online today, unfortunately, but hey, we're still going to give y'all a good show. I am your host, Isaiah Garner. Of course, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Kobe Brown, Kobe Jackson, Justin Brown. Sorry, my apologies. A little mess up, but hey, we're all good. We're all good. Um, we've been away for a while, you know, spring break, so... No, sorry we didn't get to put out content last week. Hey, but we back for y'all. I know y'all been wondering what's going on. We back. So, of course, you know how we do. We're going to recap everything that's happened over spring break since the last time we got to talk to you. We're going to start off with softball. You know, um, unfortunately, softball, they are 2-4 and four in conference, even though they're 14-12 and 12 overall. They lost this, their series to Appalachian State and South Alabama. But one thing I do want to say about them is that most of their losses are by three runs or less. I think they've only had maybe one or two losses that have been more than that. So all of their games have been competitive, but unfortunately, you know, tight games, they're just unfortunately coming out on the other end of the stick. Um, so, yeah, I just want to talk to y'all about that, how y'all feel about uh, Texas State softball right now. You know, like I said, close games, but unfortunately, this is not coming out on the other end. Yeah, you know, the more I keep – the, you, you pretty much nailed it. You know, their their losses haven't been, you know, big recently. It's only been like like maybe one or two runs. Uh, but uh, just at least they avoided their sweep against South Alabama. That I can kind of live with, but it's still still lost together. Like I said before, this team is, I mean, they're good, but I don't think they know that they're good yet because the rec, I know the record kind of really speaks for itself, but I feel like there's like a, just a disconnection with this team. I don't know, like, maybe what it could be. Maybe it's a coaching thing. Maybe it's, you know, players not in the right spot. I don't know what it could be. But, I mean, they got to they gotta step it up. I'm not trying to – I'm trying to be brutally honest, brutally honest here because they got uh, the Longhorns coming up, and then they got another uh, conference series in Coastal Carolina. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a lot. You know, I'm, I'm expecting Sarah Vanford to step up. I'm expecting uh, – Samara Lagway to step up, Kat Krennic, who's currently leading uh, in batting average for this team. You know, those those people need to step up if they want to, you know, try to get more wins and stuff. So, you know, that's that's where I see this team. Well, Kobe, I completely agree with you. I, I think that I love that you brought up the fact that most of these games, these losses are by three runs or less. And to what that tells me is that if you're losing in that sixth inning by three runs, that means what prevented you from earlier on in the game getting those three runs. Start off hot is what we need from these teams. To get consistency, to be able to continue um, to get wins, you're going to have to start off hot, and you're going to have to be able to get those runs. Now, Kat Krennic, she is leading in batting average. She's doing great. Love her. Sarah Vanderford doing amazing. 
Uh, Sierra Trey and the freshman pickup, she's doing great. We have some great players on this team, but we need consistency and consistency can built, be built through chemistry or it can be built through just getting some dang runs. Man. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm excited to see what this team can do for the rest of the season, but you need to build consistency if you have postseason aspirations. Yeah, and as far as, like, for example, I know I said their their runs, they've been losing by three runs or less, but these games are, like, three to one, four to one, four to two, two zero. You know, so defensively, you know, in the field, they're doing what they got to do, but it's just a matter of getting on base. Um, you know, kind of like you said, you know, it could be a chemistry thing or they may just not know that they're good yet. It could be confidence or it could just be one of those seasons where like, you know, you're doing everything right. It's just, you're missing the ball, you know, sort of swing and a miss, you know, just not getting it the way you want to go. But I believe in this team. I believe they have the opportunity to turn it around. You know, we've seen pretty much it's been a consistent thing throughout the year. They might be kind of on and off throughout the middle of the season, and then they'll turn it on late. So hopefully they can turn it around and go on a run because, again, they are currently uh, two and four in conference, uh, even though they are above 500. So, But we all know conference is where it matters. So hopefully they can turn that around, get a couple wins under their belt, and then just, you know, start getting in the flow. So that's our softball team. Y'all go support them. Their next game will be Wednesday, March 23rd in San Marcos. So y'all go out there and support them for that, please. So. Now we're going to transition into the Texas State baseball. And I know the last time we talked, we were, we, I was at the game against UT at home. We unfortunately did not get to cover the aftermath. It was a national, it was a, it was an ESPN nationally televised game. And they went into UT Austin and beat the number one team on their field. So they split that series. And ever since then, they've been red hot. They're on an eight-game win streak currently. They are 3-0, 18-3 overall. Their only – two out of their three losses, I'm sorry, are two top-ranked teams, Arizona being 11th at the time and UT being number one, as we spoke about before. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on, on Texas State and more uh, – on the baseball team, but more specifically, how do you think that UT – Austin series kind of changed course for them because obviously they were doing good, but we said this game against UT is going to tell us a lot about this team, you know, number one ranked right across the street. So I want to, I want to ask you how y'all felt that UT series really kind of turned it up for them. You pretty much nailed it. Like uh, when you said that, you know, how hot this talk, this team got after being UT, because UT baseball, University of Texas baseball has always been known for baseball for many years, you know, and, you know, if, and I said earlier during our earlier podcast before we went on, uh, uh, when we, before we went on spring break, is that if Texas could beat, or Texas State could beat Texas, that would be a big, big win for them, not only physically, but also mentally, because mentally, they can now say that we beat the number one team, but at the same time, we can also say that we have, you know, bet more competition and we can like beat these guys no matter, you know, where we're at. So, like I say, it's a, it was a big momentum shift. And like you said, eight, eight game winning streak right now. And then they got, uh, and they beat uh, Arkansas State, their first uh, Sunbelt Conference uh, opponent this, this past weekend. Another sweep for the Bobcats again. I mean, mm-hmm. You can't ask for you can't ask for better than that. Dalton Shuffield and John Wetheridge doing I mean their things. I mean, 
I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't predict that. Like, that's one of those things you just can't, you just can't script. So, um, but I mean, greatness, greatness is coming their way. And if they can keep playing like this, I mean, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing them in the College World Series picture and stuff the way this is going right now. You know, I'm just going to say it right now. Now, I'm excited to be a Bobcat. I am so happy, man. This baseball team is kicking, but I have never thought that this baseball team was that good. Okay. I didn't know. I never heard about Texas State baseball coming into this. This is one of our best seasons in a long time. You know, how many years? Yeah. yeah. And this has a chance to be one of our best seasons of all time. It has, it has that chance. You're beating a number one team in this nation. And not only that, but a rival in this area in Austin, that is amazing. When I saw that, I was nothing but impressed. It's not only a mental advantage over the number one team, but it's also just proof that coach Trout's program is working. If you can go into a number one seeds home field and beat and beat them, that is ridiculous. That is amazing. I, I could not imagine what that would be like to be a player going in as a lower seed and beating the number one seed. And what an amazing chemistry with these guys as well. After that win, they must be bonded like brothers, and they're continuing. That win streak is proof of that. And I don't see how they can stop. And I, I would expect them, if they meet Arizona again, you know, later down the road, they'll probably pick up that win with Arizona. If you're beating the number one seed, what's preventing you from beating the number 11? I the mean, UT... They UT they oh, they already did? Yeah, yeah. They, sw- uh, they beat them two out of three. Yeah. Okay, bad. So listen. Now, thing is, is you got to think it's like UT is like the gold standard for baseball mm-hmm. right now. This Absolutely. is number one team. And if you, if you beat the benchmark team, then mm-hmm. everyone else should be a walk in the park. So continue to not be complacent. They built consistency. They're on a win streak and I'm excited to see them continue. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and if we remember, they were one win away from sweeping. The, I mean, one run away from sweeping the number one team. I it was know. bottom of the ninth bases loaded. And I mean, we talked about it before. I just felt like if they don't bring in somebody who was cold, that might be a different ball game, in my opinion. So imagine going in there and sweeping the number one team, like one run away when you put context behind it is crazy. So yeah, they they swept Southern University and they and they swept Arkansas State. Their next game is uh, in San Antonio on Tuesday, March twenty second at Sullivan Field. You know, hopefully they can keep them going. I know you can't win them all. But with the streak they're going, as long as they focus one game at a time, I think they, I think they can easily increase his win streak to nine. And I think the Sun Belt knows, like, hey, Texas State is is going to be a problem uh, for for the road down. So hopefully, you know, obviously rooting for them. They're playing in San Antonio. Their next home game isn't until Friday against Coastal Carolina. So y'all go support them as well. So shout out to Texas State. You know, even during spring break. You know, they've been able to focus, you know, I know spring break is the time where everybody wants to wind down, relax, maybe take their foot off the gas because, you know, it's a break from school, but they've stayed headstrong, focused and kept it moving. So um, I know we're all proud of them and glad to see uh, what they're doing. So, again, y'all go support Texas State. Um, There's big things going on, like you've seen all across the board, like things good. Coach Trout has that program looking real good. And we're just we're just glad to see, you know, it's a great time to be a Bobcat fan. So y'all come out and support them. They, they really it, it would really be much appreciated. I promise you, you guys will not be you not have your money ripped from you like it, it'll be worth every single second. So y'all come out and support them. 
Now we're going to transition into a little bit because, again, spring break. We haven't been here. You haven't seen our reactions. You haven't seen how we felt. NFL free agency, which it is. This is probably one of the most wild, if not the wildest free agency. And it's not just one player. It's not just two players or it's everyone. So I want to run down. Some stuff that's happened, just in case you don't know all the moves or you only heard about the big ones. We're really going to stay in the AFC because the AFC is loaded. So in the AFC South, we're going to skip past that because the Titans look like to be the favorites by default, unfortunately, (laughs) because the Colts don't have a quarterback. So I don't believe in the Jags or the Texans because they're not ready. So Titans look like the favorites by default. We can skip past that. Now, the AFC East, this is where it starts to get a little interesting. The Bills signed Vaughn Miller to a six-year, $120 million contract. Six years, 120. And he's already, what, 32? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's going to be worth that contract in three years, but hey, that that's nevertheless, that's still going to help them defensively. They were already the number one defense. The Patriots are still the Patriots because Bill Belichick is there. So they re-signed their old lineman, Trent Brown, but they did lose J.C. Jackson. So we're going to see what happens with that. The AFC North, the Browns, in a matter of a week, traded for Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's contract is five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed, like the entire thing, which is crazy. So that's the Browns. You know, the Ravens, they signed Marcus Williams to help in their secondary. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have an offensive weapon other than Mark Andrews, but Lamar Jackson, all the running backs they lost should should be back healthy, ready to go. So they're still going to be a problem. The Bengals, what was their main problem last year? Their O-line. Their O-line. What did they do? They signed Lyle Collins, Alex Kaplan, and Ted Karras to help with that O-line. All three of them, perfect, perfect fits for that team. Their offense is still what they are. Their defense is still what they are. So they're no slouch. But the biggest problem that anybody's going to have to face is that AFC West. So the Chiefs, they were a little quiet because, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. All they did was sign Justin Reed to replace Tyron Matthew and sign Juju Smith-Schuster to go against, to go opposite Tyreek Hill and have Travis Kelsey. So their offense just said, hey, we still going to compete. The Chargers re-signed Mike Williams, and they added Gerald Everett as a tight end, which is an upgrade. And they're the ones who signed J.C. Jackson, mm-hmm. and they traded for Khalil Mack. So Khalil Mack opposite Joey, Bur- Joey Boza, J.C. Jackson, and Derwin James in the secondary is just nasty. They need to sign Bobby Wagner to really finish it off, but oh, we'll, God. Get there. we'll get there. And so the Raiders are, are – we already talked about the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, so the Raiders were like, hmm, dang, all these people getting crazy. Let's go ahead and trade for Devontae Adams, number one receiver in the NFL, arguably. Five-year contract, 141 mil. And they signed Chandler Jones to go opposite Max Crosby on the defensive end. 
So they see the trend. Everybody getting pass rushers and everybody's re-upping on offense. So what did they do? They went and go got a top-tier pass rusher and they got a number one record to go opposite Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. So I asked y'all this before, before we got here. I asked y'all your, your way too early playoff predictions. Because unfortunately, only seven teams can make it. And I just listed off at least 10. So I want to know, and I'm going to start with you, Justin. I want to know, you're one through seven. And again, we know the Titans have to make it by default. So you're one through seven for the AFC first. I want to stay in the AFC a little bit. So one through seven. My one through seven AFC. Mm -hmm. Now, these are way too early, so you can't even give me slack on it because, man, we haven't even started the season yet. All right. (laughs) Number one. You know, I really wanted them. They did great last year, and it could be number one or number two. But the Titans, I think, are pretty solid. Um, and then we got – oh, look at him already. Look at him go. There's Isaiah. Oh, okay. I'm ready for Isaiah's list. All right, number one through seven, all right? Titans, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, Browns. Ah, this is hard. The last two were really hard because, you know, I really want to include – I have to include the Bengals because I really loved them last year and I want them to do great. So sixth is Bengals just, just in case. And there's not in any particular order, by the way. Oh, it's not in order. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh. These are not in order. Okay. Guys. Okay. 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 You had me, okay. you had me scared okay. for a minute. Okay. Okay. Guys, okay. These are okay. seven teams that are going to make the playoffs. Not order. Okay. You scared, okay. You scared me there. Because you said Titans as a one seed. I was like, bruh. And then, okay. <laughs> and then okay. I have the last one and I really want to see, uh, Lamar Jackson do good. So Ravens. There you go. That's so just seven. to confirm, you said Titans, Chiefs, mm-hmm. Browns. Did yeah, you was, say Bills? Yeah, it was Broncos, Bills, Browns. So Titans, Chiefs, Bills. I mean Titans, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. So you don't have the Chargers in the playoffs. I I did. I was. Gonna oh, that's it's so hard. hard. It's that's so tough. Tough. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, it's way too early. You I love the Chargers. Too, though. That's tough. That's tough. Go ahead. Kobe, it's on you. Oh, you know, I was going to say something about Mitch, but I'm not going to. So, um, damn, this is going to be tough because. The worst quarterback in the AFC North now. That's crazy. Don't remind me. <laughs> anyway. They didn't even um, try for Deshaun. They just didn't sign I was going to get into my rant a little bit later, but I wanted to get this. Yeah, yeah, get it off. Get it off. You got it. Okay, so I have Bills, Raiders, Titans, definitely. And then, um, wait. And then I'm going to say Bills, Raiders, Titans. I'm going to say the Browns for now. But who knows where this will go? Who knows where this will go? I know that hurts your heart. It does severely. Um, Okay. Now, as far as the other three go, it's so tough. It is so tough. I'm going to have to put the Chargers in there. I'm going to put, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to put Miami in there. I'm going to put Miami in there. And then the final spot, I'm going to put, uh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so hard. Um, me. Oh man, I'm gonna probably. I'm gonna stay the Chiefs. Okay, so re- repeat your list one more time, cause 
Okay. What? <laughs> okay. Bills, Chard, Bill. Okay, I'll just go by division. Uh-huh. All right. So Bills, Dolphins, Chargers, Chiefs, Browns. Um, darn it. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. Bengals? Did you say ba- Bengals? Oh, yeah. Bengals and then Chiefs. And then Titans. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, and Titans. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So three people out that West with uh, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Chiefs, yes. And then Titans, and then the Browns are the other ones to make it out the North. And then yeah. you said Bills in Miami? Yeah. Miami. You know who their quarterback is, right? Yes, Teddy Bridgewater, of course. Oh, so you think they're benching Tua? I think so, yeah. Oh, that's bold. Okay. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> now, if it's Teddy the whole way, I get you, but I don't think – I even then, I don't. But I don't think they're benching. I think Teddy's just there in case Tua gets hurt. Like, that, he's going to do what Jacoby Brissett did. But look what he did with you with the Saints. 5-0 and when Drew Brees went down? That's the Saints. The Saints ain't my end. Well, it's just a thought. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, nah, I'm sorry. Uh, that Miami, I never thought I would have heard that name. But that's fine. I'll give you my one through seven in the AFC. And I'm going to give you the order. Okay. I'm going to give you the order. So, number one, the Chargers. Number one is going to be the Chargers. They are winning that division. Okay. Number two, I got the Bills. I got the Bills. I've seen their schedule. It's not that hard. <laughs> Number three, I got the Browns. Number four, the Titans by default. <laughs> by default. <laughs> now, this is where it gets tricky. This is where it gets, it gets tricky. Because I already said the Chargers are number one. Mm. So, somebody got to miss the playoffs, right? Yeah. And I already said the Browns are winning. So, five, six, and seven. Five, I'm going to go Raiders. Six, I'm going to go Bengals. Hmm. And seven, I'm going to go Chiefs. Because I said when Aaron Rodgers was thinking about going to Denver, I said it doesn't matter. I said him going to Denver matters not one bit. Like not a not a soul matters. And so it's still the same thing with Russell Wilson. I think they have the worst receiving core out of that division. Probably the worst receiving core out of all the teams I named. Mm-hmm. And their defense, I mean, they're young potential, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not, not yeah. And then the Ravens, they don't have a weapon. I think. The Patriots, too. Like, I think Bill Belichick misses the playoffs. Like, it's tough, but I think he does. I want to get back to this Miami thing, though. That's what I want to get back to because, bro, there's no way you're telling me Miami, as currently constructed, is beating out any of the teams I said. Okay, if anything, they could possibly become, like, a seven seed. I wouldn't say, like, top four, but, like, definitely maybe, like, a six or a seven. That's crazy. I want to see the Dolphins do good. So, you know what, Kobe, I'm with you. You didn't have the Chargers in your playoffs either, did you? Yeah, I did. So, who was the team out the West that you didn't? Or 
There was two of them. So which one? Oh, the uh, the Chiefs. You have the Chiefs making it or missing it? Missing it. <sighs> so you think Tua will outlast Mahomes for that seventh spot? Yeah, I think so. I don't know why y'all believe in Tua like that's crazy. <laughs> That's well, cause, no, because if you okay, if you look at who the if, who Miami signed, that's what I'm basing it off of because they signed Teddy Bridgewater, they signed Chase Edmonds from Arizona, they signed Raheem Mostert from the 49ers, and they got Cedric Wilson from Dallas, and they got Connor Williams. So I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, bro. Signing all the running backs means nothing because they're not going to like. They had Miles Gaskin, who was a good running back, and they never used him. So it doesn't matter to me, to be honest. It doesn't. And so, like, even with Teddy Bridgewater, and I love Teddy Bridgewater, I do like, he's not going to lose you the game, but he's not winning it either. I mean, granted, I don't think Tua is either. I think Teddy's better than Tua, but I don't believe in Miami at all because there's they brought him in for Tua. That's why they brought him. And I think two is not good. Like he's, I think he's going to be a below average quarterback for most, if not all of his career. He'll be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He'll have one good season once in a blue moon. And that's it. Well, I want to hear what you think about my NFC list, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we coming next. We coming next because ain't nobody in the NFC that scared me right now. So other than the Rams. Yeah. And the Bucks possibly. Man, ain't nobody worried about the Bucks. <laughs> ain't nobody worried about them. Brady's back. So, yeah, Brady's back. Ain't nobody worried about them. They're not doing nothing. He you know what happened? He he was like, dang, I don't want to be a stay-at-home dad anymore. Let's hmm, let me go back. Get my money. All right, I got go ahead, Justin. I'll let you get off of the end. All right. Here's my seven teams, not in any particular order. Here we go. All right. Packers, Bucks, Rams, Saints, 49ers, Cardinals, Cowboys. Ew. Ew. Ew? Did you say ew? Yeah. I, said, I did. I did. So you said Packers, yeah. Bucks, yeah. Rams, yeah. Saints, yeah. Cardinals, yeah. 49ers. 49ers. So you have three teams at the NFC West. Yeah, that's bad. And then, <laughs> and then the Cowboys. Are you missing a division? I think so. Packers North, Bucks South, Cowboys East. Oh no, Rams West. Oh, okay, okay, you're good. You're good. Rams are solid. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup, best receiver. In the I, I had to put Saints in for you because if I didn't put Saints in, I feel like I, I would have been punched through the screen. So I mean, it depends on who you replace them with. If there was like all these teams that were so great, like. If the Saints were in the AFC, we're not making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we're not. So. They don't stand a chance in the AFC. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. All right, look, here's Kobe. Oh, boy. Uh, this is hard because you really didn't hear anything out of the NFC out of the NFC this past uh, this past week for, as far as free, agent go, free agency goes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So, coming out of the East, NFC East, I hate to say this because I really don't want to say it, but I have Dallas coming out of the East. Yeah. Uh, again. I know. 
out of the north, Packers, not even it's not even close. Um the South. Uh I'm gonna go with the go. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady in the books coming out of the South once again. And then the West coming out with the Rams. Now the wild card spots is where it gets interesting here. I'm gonna put in the Washington Commanders in that list. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth seed. I'm going to stay to my gut on this. And I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears in the six. Yeah. Hold on. Now my seven, it's tough. But I love you, Isaiah. But I got the Cardinals seven. Oh, oh you have the Bears. Oh, my gosh. You have the Bears. Let's hear your seven, Isaiah. Oh, my goodness. That was horrendous. Oh. <laughs> well, look, it's too early. It's too early. It's way too early. early. What are you talking about this for, man? That's, that's, that's hopeful thinking. That, that's crazy. So, NFC. I mean, I'm sitting here getting mad at you, but I'm going to go. I'm going I'm to be nasty with mine. So, NFC. I got Rams. Mm-hmm. Got the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I got the Vikings. You have that much faith in Kirk Cousins? Sheesh. Ooh. I have okay. the Vikings. Okay. And I'll okay. explain why. I got four out the East. I have the Commanders. Five Saints, six Packers. Seven. Go Bears. The 49ers. You know what? I said that. That is assuming Jimmy G is there. True. If Jimmy G Jimmy G is not there, they don't have it to be. No train. You don't believe in Trey Lance? Absolutely not. Jimmy G is not there. I think the Cardinals will edge out over the Cowboys. Okay. So here's why I think the Vikings will win the division. I want to hear this. Aaron Rodgers has no defense, and now he doesn't have a number one weapon. That's true. Alan Lazard Lazard is his best receiver. His best one so far, yeah. Mm. So I don't see they're not going 13 and 3. They're not, they might win 10 games. Mm -hmm. 10 and 7 is like lucky if they can pull that off. But I want to know what there's I I want to see what they're playing. Because if they're playing a lot of these teams in the AFC, I think we're gonna stop talking about Aaron Rodgers the way we talk about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Like I'm I'm off Aaron Rodgers already, so I think that's gonna happen. I think we're gonna stop talking about him the way we do. And he's not going to win the division because mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, say what you want about him. I mean, he ain't no top 10 quarterback, but he still has Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. And if Dalvin Cook's not there, Alexander Madison always Madison. goes crazy. Oh, yeah. Always Absolutely. goes crazy. Their defense is still, it's not like the greatest thing in the world, but it's still good. Pretty solid. Anthony Barr and the boys. And so without Devontae, what does Aaron Rodgers throw to? Alan Lazard ain't scaring me. And even if they want to go get somebody, who are they going to get? Julio? 
What's Julio know. gonna do? I'm off of Julio too. Julio's oh, not yeah. the same. Yeah, he's not. So uh, y'all are so I just want to say y'all are so lucky Deshaun Watson did not come to New Orleans because if he did, I would have been on here having a field day. Well, t- how do you think I feel? But we nobody was giving him that 230 mil contract. Like, no wonder he like I would have went to a 230 mil guaranteed over the next five years. That's that's 20. That's at least what 40 mil a year. 40 mil a year, yeah. Yeah, at least. Like, I'm, I'm not turning it. He'd be stupid if he turned down that contract. No like, kidding. Stupid. No. I think so, any I think NFL player wouldn't be stupid enough to turn it down. You know, you gotta win those games just to get paid that much. Yeah, you do. I mean, Deshaun Watson was the top five quarterback before. Yes, he was. You know, he decided. I mean, he still could have played too. Like, let's let's not forget, he could have played. He just chose not to. So easy. Ooh. So we'll see what happens with that. But hey, these are way too early playoff predictions. So we gonna see. So thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of Claws to the Wall. Again, I have been your host, Isaiah Garner. I have my co-host with me, Kobe Jackson, Justin Brown. Next episode, I don't know. We might we might start getting into some some quarterback rankings. You know, we might decide. You know, our top ten. We might do some running back top ten. You know, we're gonna uh, touch on the NBA a little bit because uh, you know playoffs are about to be around the corner. So we're gonna touch on that a little bit. You know, of course, we're gonna talk about our guys, the Bobcats. You know, you know, see what they do and how they proceed. Yeah, March Madness. We're gonna touch on that too because you know, I mean, Saint Peter's. You know what I mean? Upsend. That's why I don't do brackets because it would have busted mine immediately. It busted mine. Yeah, so that's that's the one thing I don't do is brackets. I'll do fantasy, but not no brackets. So thank y'all for tuning in. If you're on Apple, Spotify, you know, like, leave a rating, leave a comment on it. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like, turn on the notifications so you always know when we post something new. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Y'all have yourself a wonderful day. This has been Close to the Wall.